Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Wednesday, April 19th. It is five minutes after 10. We're Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. We're glad you're listening this morning. You can also watch on YouTube. Just type in Kendall and Casey into your YouTube search bar. So House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, he laid out his proposal to handle the debt limit in a speech Monday. He was at the New York Stock Exchange. He characterized the plan as a reasonable alternative to high government spending. He said, let me be clear. He actually, he didn't say it like that. It was, it was much softer. He probably, it was like, he, let me be clear. Yeah, I was going to say, there. The, he has never used an, a, a, an assertive, aggressive tone in his entire life, other than if it involves rubber stamping the plan to print $5 trillion in 2020. Yeah, he said, let me be clear. A no strings attached debt limit increase will not pass. Now, you have been in management many times throughout your radio career. Yeah. If that guy came in and tried to negotiate with you, wouldn't you just laugh him? Is just the whole Kevin McCarthy persona, his voice, the way he carries himself, the the look, wouldn't you just just point at him and laugh? Well, there's nothing wrong with the look. But when negotiating, the person who speaks first typically loses. Yeah. And he is speaking first. I, he said, Joe Biden's not meeting with me. Where are you, Joe? Where are you, Joe? And meantime, Joe's sitting back because he knows he doesn't have to negotiate. Yeah. And so the, the uh, Newsmax had an article, Axios was first to report this, about McCarthy having an issue getting the votes that he needs for whatever his plan is. And now apparently there was some closed door meeting where the plan got revealed that their uh, major thing they're going to roll out to the American people is to keep non-discretionary, non-defense spending at 2022 levels. Mm -hmm. That doesn't do anything for anyone to solve any of these problems they care about, which is if that is the case, Casey, and that's what they come out with, you know how I hate 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 casey what is my least favorite thing to do on these radio airwaves that you can hear from ohio to illinois and all points in between i know you don't like to be right all the time it really bothers you gosh darn it because (laughs) you know our buddy our buddy our friend who will not come on this radio show jimmy banks he was very adamant on other shows on this radio station that kevin was a fighter and he was really that's why he voted for him 15 times that he was really going to go to bat for the american people and now it looks like their big plan they're not going to balance the budget. They're not going to have mass spending cuts. Their plan for non-discretionary, non-defense spending is 2022 levels, which solves absolutely nothing. Thank you. We're done here. Okay, so he said on his 100th day as House Speaker, a position that took him four days and 15 rounds of votes to get, if there's one thing that I hope America has learned about me in the past 100 days, I will never give up. (laughs) He's, he's saying... Who is he, he, Jim Valvano? He's saying he's a fighter. I'm a fighter. Yeah, he's fighting for 2022 spending levels. Mm-hmm. Our nation is $32 trillion in debt, Don't Casey. exaggerate, Rob. It's $31.4 trillion. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was really jumping the gun. By the time they'll vote right. on this debt ceiling... It'll get to 32. Sure. These people are... And again, broken record, I know. But it's another example that the Republican Party 
is a bunch of unserious clowns. These people are dishonest. They're disingenuous. They don't care about you. And Jim Banks, this is the best part about this. When, when it finally happens, and maybe Jim will finally find the courage of 10 conservatives plus two and actually have the intestinal fortitude and the cojones to sit his ass down in this chair and own his vote for Kevin McCarthy 15 times, by the way, not just once, but 15 times, mm -hmm. because they've said, people have said a lot of really bad stuff about me for pointing out him voting for Kevin McCarthy 15 times. We all knew how it's going to end. We all know how it's going to end because the Republicans never fight for actual reforms that matter. They never hold people accountable for actual changes that make a difference. That's nothing. 2022 levels is nothing. You know what they should demand? We're going back to 1996 levels. Mm. We're going to we're going to balance the federal budget. We are going to get entitled. They have they have the ability with this debt ceiling to get whatever they want because Biden claims you have to do it. Well, if the other side's told you you have to do something, it'd be like if the Colts went to the Arizona Cardinals. The Colts have the fourth pick. The Cardinals have the third pick. It's like it would be like, and Jim Irsay is loud mouth enough to actually do it, to say out loud, we have to get to the third pick. Well, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, aren't you going to go, well, we were thinking maybe we wanted a third round pick to trade from three to four. Now, since you have to do it, we want three number one picks you wouldn't say that out loud biden's already told you he has to he has to get the debt ceiling raised mm -hmm. why wouldn't you go for everything unless you don't actually want to fix the issue okay so congress has raised the debt ceiling 78 times since 1960 49 times under a republican president 29 times under a democrat president and mccarthy says that defaulting on the debt is not an option but neither is the future of higher taxes, higher interest rates, and more dependency on China and, a, and an economy that doesn't work for Americans. However, Biden, of course, is saying that the economy is working for Americans and we're making progress. So which is it? Is it not working or are we making progress? Where Where is the middle for these two guys? So the, 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 this uh, report from Axios essentially said that, again, Basically, the same people who stood up and prevented Kevin McCarthy from being speaker, it's the same thing all over again, where you're going to have about 20 to 25 people who are going to be on the side of the American people are pushing back saying, screw you. This is not nearly enough. It's not going to solve inflation. It's not going to solve entitlements, which are caval cavalcating towards mm -hmm. bankruptcy. This is not the agreement we made with the American people. And so as of right now, McCarthy does not have the 218 votes, which means it will likely be, as I told you it was going to be, Democrats and, Repub and, and liberal Republicans, well, I guess now they're just Republicans, coming together to give a giant middle finger to the American taxpayer, and they'll get a cut here and a cut there from meaningless stuff, and then they'll walk out and go, look at all these spending reductions look we got. Look what we did for you. But you'll still be adding probably hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars, every single year to our nation's debt, which is why inflation is what it is, and it won't solve anything because... Once again, the Republican Party is not serious about doing the things necessary to fix this country. Well, and in turn, the Fed is going to, what, raise interest rates again? Is that what we're just going to keep doing? And Janet Yellen is going to 
announce more extraordinary measures? It's a circle. We just keep going around. Let's talk about Southwest Airlines. They resumed all their departures yesterday morning after, quote, intermittent technology issues. Again? Again. Now, didn't this happen several months ago where mm-hmm. all the flights mm-hmm. were shut down mm-hmm. and people were very angry? Mm-hmm. And it happened again? It happened again. It happened yesterday. They said it was technology issues they experienced, and hopefully they would be resuming their operation as soon as possible. They apologized for any inconvenience. If you were flying yesterday, I hope this didn't affect you. It affected a lot of people. But I thought Pete Buttigieg was going to take care of this. I thought he was going to pick up the pace on the FAA modernization Casey, are and you, yet, are you implying that Pete Buttigieg might be yet. incapable of doing the job? <laughs> he said, we're watching to ensure that Southwest Airlines takes care of all passengers who were affected by their technical problems this morning. Isn't he the transportation secretary? You ever ponder, you know, these are things that I will ponder throughout the day. The people who are either, in this case, a cabinet level position or the you know high level administrators or whatever like how it is possible that they run society when they couldn't run a flea market i mean it's serious like i mean you're laughing and it is laughable and these people are laughable but like let's take for example these superintendents across central indiana mm-hmm. of public schools many of them make six figures that start with a two yeah some of them make $200,000 or more. That's where the education budget is, by the way. By the And yes, the Republicans are very concerned about the education budget suffering. Um, the teacher's not making that much. No. And we're going to raise teacher's pay. Meanwhile, the administrators and the superintendents are making six figures. Like, like for example, if I, if I took the Brownsburg superintendent, I, I will say with a great degree of confidence, he could not successfully turn a profit for an entire month at the Brownsburg Domino's Pizza. <laughs> You're laughing, but again, I'm saying that with a great deal of confidence because these are people in the government people, whether it is the Brownsburg School Superintendent or Pete Buttigieg or Mitch McConnell or whomever, that they have never, for the most part, had to function in the real world. They have never had to actually function in society. And by that, I mean, get a job in which you have to succeed Mm -hmm. in order to stay in the job or get promoted or whatever. And they find this endless money trove that is the government because they can always just keep taking more which covers every single mistake they make and if politically you are connected in the case of Pete Buttigieg to the right people you can never be fired Pete Buttigieg is destroying transportation in this country over and over and over again for two reasons number one he ran for president And number two, he dropped out of running for president and endorsed Joe Biden at the right time. Mm -hmm. That is it. Pete Buttigieg, there is nothing in Pete Buttigieg's background whatsoever that would have said, this guy would be really good at transportation. If you'd put him at something in the military, okay, I'll buy that. Maybe he would have succeeded, maybe he would have failed, but at least you would look at from a resume standpoint. A real job. When you go apply for a job, what do they ask you? What's your previous experience? How would that apply to this job? How do you think what you've done before will help you at the position you're at now? 
What in Pete Buttigieg's life... What skill set do you have? Would you have said, you are uber qualified and have succeeded at these things that would make you a transportation person? And now he's saying that the roads are racist. He's on that kick <laughs> yes. again. Yes, because everything's racist, Casey, including our roads. Because mm-hmm. if you suck at your job, the default that will always get you out of sucking at your job is just to claim the thing you are trying to fix is racist. You know, the thing is, if they were ever to get out of office, they really should go into sales. Because that's what they're doing constantly is selling and marketing a message. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, I'll give you a choice, Casey. Mm-hmm. You want uh, you want Russell Brand audio. Or do I want men in women's restrooms? Yeah. What do you want? I'll let you pick. It'll you... be a surprise right. for everyone. Yeah, decide during the break. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. She walked and talked to me and she asked me to dance. I asked her her name and in a top-brown voice she said hello. 21 minutes after 10, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Elon Musk had a sit down with Tucker Carlson. He said the new goal of Twitter is to be as fair as possible. Then Tucker went on to ask Elon Musk why Zuckerberg and Facebook don't take that approach as well. And Elon said that, well, Zuckerberg spent $400 million in the last election. My understanding is that um, Zuckerberg spent... Uh, $400 million in the last election, nominally in a get-out-the-vote campaign, but really fundamentally in support of Democrats. Is that accurate or not accurate? That is accurate. Yes. Does that sound unbiased to you? No, it doesn't. Yes. So he's saying that Twitter now will be unbiased, and you'll hear from both sides. I don't know if you noticed that in your Twitter feed. I guess it really depends on who you follow, because... That is what your feed is based on. So if you want to see a bunch of liberal takes and words from the left, that's on you. Yeah, and one of the things these social media platforms are doing is they're uh, diluting the ability for people to critically think. You should not take any opinion you have should not come from just one source. Oh, I saw this on Twitter. And I say that about us, too, right? Don't just take our word for it. Take Hammer and Nigel's too. Do your own research on it. But we have now where it's like people are incapable of seeing something and going, that doesn't look quite right to me. I'm going to learn more about that. Mm -hmm. Or that's really interesting to me. I'd like to know more about that before I form an opinion. It really does show how social media has almost become some form of nanny, teacher, educator, whatever, where it has this power over people where people are incapable of going, well, that headline is interesting. The story has some points. I I should really investigate this further. Mm-hmm. People just see things now and go, oh. And take it for gospel. It's on Twitter. Yeah. Oh. Also trending this morning is the battle between Riley Gaines and Leah Thomas. Okay, so Riley Gaines has slammed Leah Thomas for endorsing a Biden administration proposed bill that would amend Title IX to protect trans athletes. And this is Leah Thomas advocating for the bill that would allow transgender student athletes of all ages to compete against their preferred gender. This rule is a good start. However, it is not enough. During this time of intense anti-trans backlash, the trans community needs explicit protections from discrimination in order to live our lives freely and equally. 
Luckily, this rule is not final. We have a 30-day period to urge the Biden administration to amend the rule and grant equal protection for all transgender kids. Okay, so the big problem that I have there in what he was saying, he keeps saying freely and equally. That's the point. Right. It's not equal. Right. Riley Gaines came back. She was on Piers Morgan, and she's been speaking out about Leah Thomas's comments on trans and sports. The first sentence you, you said, I believe it was, it, it Leah Thomas quoted saying, you know, it breaks my heart to see trans kids lose, on, lose out on opportunities. You're exactly right. Replace that with the word woman. Does it still break Thomas's heart to see women lose out on opportunities? Because that's exactly what's happening. From my experience competing against Leah Thomas at the national championships, I watched firsthand women lose out on opportunities. I watched women not become all Americans, missing that ninth and or that eighth and sixteenth place by one place because they were displaced by a male. This, of course, goes against everything that Title IX was created to protect, and now we have. Um, the Biden administration, the people in the White House who are actively working to rewrite Title IX. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love the courage that she is expressing now. Now that she is done competing on the NCAA level, she is free to express what she wants. Well, and also, and again, reoccurring theme here on this show, broken record, whatever you want to call it, but there's something sick and twisted about obsessing over wanting people with penises to be able to dominate women's sports. Mm-hmm. Trans people can do whatever they want. There's no rights that trans people don't have that other people do. It's just, you're a dude. Mm-hmm. You have male genitalia or vice versa. You have women genitalia. There are men's sports and women's sports. You can play Leah Thomas or whatever he calls himself, can play men's sports. He's a man. He, he was born a man. He has the parts that make him a man. He's a man. Mm-hmm. You suck at men's sports. You're not very good at men's sports. You can't play women's sports. It's the only thing he, we're saying this man cannot do is play women's sports. And they act as though trans people are being shipped off to camp somewhere and exterminated. It, you're simply saying a man with ma- male genitalia cannot play women's sports. The entire point of Title IX was equality. And the second that you let biological males compete in women's sports you you take that equality away you're ripping it away what is the point of having title nine if we're going to amend it and if you're a woman how could you possibly see this because the democrats kind of used to try to be the party of women how could you see what the democrats are advocating for and ever and you know me guys i'm in no way advocating that people support the republican party because they've got a colossal amount of issues as well. But how could you ever vote for a Democrat knowing this is the stuff they support? They are gutting what it means to be you, what it means to be your sex. They're gutting your identity. They're making a mockery of it. How could you possibly ever vote for a Democrat? Do we have time to get into Russell Brand? Well, it's half your show. Okay, let's let's do it really quick. He says that governments across the world, including the U.S., have been co-opted by centralized corporate and financial interests. This is true in your country, America, in Canada, in the UK, in the Netherlands, in India, in Sri Lanka. Our governments have been co-opted by centralised financial and corporate interests to varying degrees. What we are given are palliatives and distractions rather than democracy. You can argue about things that do not affect their economic interests. You can watch things that do not affect their economic interests. You can get involved in cultural debates. What you cannot do is impede their attempt to fulfil their agenda. 
Yeah, so Russell Brand's an odd dude because he used to be super liberal, and I think he is super liberal still on a whole bunch of stuff, but, like, there are certain topics that he on his podcast will address, you know, he, vaccines, things like that. He has been spot on, and this is one of them where he's making the point, right? There are people who I kind of refer to them as, like, the men who own the government, right? You will not mess with these people because they are the power structure that funds the campaigns and the re-elections. They've got the money. And these people are essentially, they are the government. They make the rules. We we are forced to obey their rules, even though they are unelected people. Yeah. An update with the news is coming up. Plus, we're going to hear from you and your voicemails with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. It's 1034 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and now it is time to hear from you. All right, so, uh, you know, the NRA was in town last week, mm-hmm. and one of the people who had the audacity to stand up in front of those uh, fine folks was the uh, governor of the state of Indiana, and he lied out his backside about... Uh, well, different things that he was doing as governor. And one of our guys, one of the fans of our show, one of our loyal listeners was there. And, well, he made sure that the people around him knew exactly uh, who our governor was. Hey, Rob. I was at the NRA convention. I was there when they booed Vince, and they kindly booed uh, Holcomb. And Holcomb made a statement here, and I want you to, you know, he said, we balance our budgets by lowering taxes. I called, I yelled out, you are a liar. You are a liar, Holcomb. Lockdown McGee, you are a liar. <laughs> so uh, I want you to know know that what he said. He absolutely lied to all those people there at the convention. So uh, that's my take on it. Thank you, Rob. Rob, do Keep up the good work. We listen to you every day. And uh, I wish you'd think about running for a governor because we need men like you in there. And I think you do a great job. Hmm. Well, the answer to that is you can't run because... I'm needed here. Right. You'd be very sad. I would miss you. And I'm also, um, I uh, look, I get asked this all the time. Mm-hmm. And what I tell people is I enjoy getting up every day and not being completely miserable. <laughs> and Casey, you will know this about me. As we've mentioned many times, I have a bit of obsessive compulsive disorder. And one of those symptoms of that is whatever I get into, I can't get out of it. And I spend every waking moment... Mm-hmm dealing with it and I have recognized the older I have gotten that that is a major flaw that I have it's why I was good when I was in the government because I would fight and fight and not stop but I was also completely miserable and so I'm not until I either learn to conquer that highly highly flawed part of my personality I'm not going to be able to do that because I I'm worried that my wife would shoot me. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, but th- the point on this is I want to come back to something. This guy, this guy is, uh, did something great, which is he was loud 
and he was vocal. And Nikki Kelly told us in the first hour from Indiana Capital Chronicle when we were talking about um, the lack of action from the Republicans in the Senate on tax reform and by property tax reform. And by that, I mean any action. And she made the point, which is what we have said for a long time, the emails and the phone calls are not moving these people. Right. You have to be there. The reason 08 and 010 were, uh, and 010 were so successful was because people showed up and were loud and were angry and boisterous and well, I'm not telling you to break any laws. You be peaceful, but you got to you got to make sure these lawmakers hear you. When you see them out at Walmart, go up to them and tell them what you think. Let them know about your disappointment. Look, they work for you. And and, and I'm people are going to be mad for me saying this, but they work for you. They're getting paid from you all the time. You see them at a soccer game or a T-ball game or a football game. Or in the case of Eric Holcomb on a trail. They're taking your money 24-7. They work for you 24-7. You have got to be loud. And somebody's got to start doing these rallies. And maybe it'll be us. I don't know. I got a lot going on right now. But <laughs> somebody's got to do it because that's what they will respond to. This is why they respond to the lunatics. The angry red-shirted teachers, because they show up and they're loud and they're obnoxious and these people are weak and they cave. I can't believe Holcomb had the audacity to stand up in front of all of those people and say that they lowered taxes in Indiana. I can't believe Ted Bundy had the audacity to say he didn't do it. I mean, the guy's a sociopath. He's a pathological lying narcissist. Good for our listener for speaking up. I mean, why, why would any of that, why would that, Holcomb lies? What? No. Uh, all right. Uh, but you could fact check it. That's what I'm saying. It's they like, don't care. They don't care. Come on, it's Casey. It's a thing. It's a thing they to be a politician. Don't. You have to be an expert gaslighter. They don't care. Um, all right. Somebody, we had talked a lot about the three very uninspiring individuals who are running to replace Holcomb. Mm-hmm. And that is Silent Suzanne, mm-hmm. uh, who has been Holcomb's biggest cheerleader. Uh, Doden, yep. who his uh, intellectual super giant idea was to give the teachers, many of them who are pushing the CRT and the SEL and the DEI, just no taxes. Uh you can you can kiss his ass helping you, but the teachers, hey, nothing for them. And Braun, who I th- look in all likelihood, it's going to be Braun is going to be the nominee. He's got all the money. He's got he's a senator. He's got the name ID. But we're going to spend, I guess, the next five years or however long he's governor, reminding people that when he was in the legislature, don't look at what he said as a U.S. senator because he's been in the minority most of the time, and it doesn't matter what he did, said as a senator. Look at his voting record as a state lawmaker. And as a state lawmaker in 2017, Braun rolled over time and again and voted for all of those Holcomb tax increases, including the largest tax increase in state history, the tax on gas, which is still going up every single year Mm -hmm. without any discussion or debate. Braun voted for that. That's who Braun is. And somebody called about Braun potentially being governor. I just heard on the radio, WIBC, Tony Tony was talking, and they had Mike Braun on and talking about the uh, the budget, the national budget, and how the Republicans want to negotiate with, with Joe. Well, Mike Braun said, we are the party 
we Republicans are the party of fiscal responsibility. That, what a laugh. It's sure not that way in Indiana now, is it? Hmm. And plus, Mike Braun is the one that's proud of the fact that he put the gas tax in in Indiana. And I believe I heard him one time say he wanted to do that nationally. Hmm. This guy wants to be our governor. Talking about fiscal responsibility, the first thing he ought to do is get on the Republicans here in this state and get them fiscally responsible. He won't get my vote for governor if uh, I, I don't care who's running against him. He will not get my vote for governor. I wonder who he would vote for. Is he going to leave a blank? Well, uh, again, totally unrelated. All I will say is that Donald Rainwater has requested to come on on the 27th. He said right. he has an announcement of some sort. I don't right. know what that is. Um so maybe that'll have something to do with. So Mike Braun is walking around Washington, D.C. saying how the Indiana Republicans are fiscally responsible. Is he spending too much time in D.C.? Has he not been here in a while? Like, has he come home? I don't. I don't Does know. Does he know what's Casey, going on in Indiana? I don't the know. The state that he wants to run? I don't know, Casey. All, all, all I want, <laughs> all I want is for people to be able to live in their homes, mm-hmm. afford their houses. Yeah. And uh, you know, afford to be able to drive to work, and apparently, that uh, makes me a giant a hole in in many Republicans' eyes. Uh, Kev, let's skip the other one with Holcomb because I'm going to have an aneurysm if I have to talk about him again. Let's go to this Jim Irsay clip. So, Jim Irsay, you know Jim Irsay, right? Owner mm-hmm. of the Colts. Yeah. Inherit- Didn't he just buy another guitar? Well, so I was going to point out, and good luck. Uh, some people are born on. Uh, one inch from home plate with a silver spoon in their mouth. In the case of Jim Irsay, he, through no work of his own, inherited a team from his very wealthy father. And uh, through no uh, anything he did, because we have a bunch of very weak, uh, low IQ people who run our government, got a free stadium. Uh, So basically, Jim Irsay is a billionaire who has been given billions of dollars. There's nothing Jim Irsay has done that you would say, wow, you uh, you were totally deserving of billions of dollars, which that's fine. Look, I, don't, I have no problem him being given the team by his dad. What I have a huge problem with is, is him given the stadium. Yes, I pay for this, this trust fund billionaire baby to have my money to, to play in a, a free stadium. I have a, a colossal amount of problem with that. I have no problem with people inheriting things from their parents. No, no issue with that. But what I also have a problem with is this guy has so much money that, as you pointed out, he's bragging about spending millions of dollars on famous people's guitars. And now he has announced because, well, he's using our money for his free stadium, so he doesn't have to use any of his own money. But he has so much money, Casey, Mm -hmm. that he's offered a million dollars to someone who can correctly predict the entire schedule for the Indianapolis Colts. So it's an 18-week schedule, and he's going to give a million dollars uh, if you can correctly predict the schedule. Million dollar schedule challenge. Yes. And somebody called uh, knowing my opinion on Jim Irsay <laughs> using poor and middle class people's money for his stadium. Uh, somebody saw this, that he has so much money they can just give millions away and yet he's taking our money and they wanted to comment on that. Uh, I don't know if you've heard or not, but Jim Irsay's given away a million dollars of his own personal money to one lucky fan. And I'm thinking you should enter the contest so you can win it. And if you win it, you can donate it back to Lucas Oil Stadium. 
<laughs> donate it back. Well, I uh, I want to point nope. out, essentially, he's not giving a million dollars of his money. He's giving a right. million dollars of our money. Because I bet if he was paying for that stadium on his own, he wouldn't be giving away a million dollars to someone who can correctly guess the schedule. That mo- When he brags about all the money he has and he spends on stuff, that makes me want to puke. Because that's, he's taking every single day poor and middle class people's money through tax increases on every soda or sandwich or whatever they buy. And these lawmakers, I guess ultimately the lawmakers, Casey, are most to blame. Because if somebody's going to hand you something, it's no different than the COVID relief stuff that they hand out, you know, those billions of dollars they handed out. If someone's going to hand you money, you're stupid not to take it. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm directing the, the, the attention at the wrong place. Maybe ultimately it is the lawmakers because they gave it. They gave our money to this guy. He doesn't need our money. I understand this is a promotion, but is it supposed to be a warm fuzzy like, what is he trying to get out of this? Just have people talking about the 18-week schedule? Well, he's doing what the politicians do, where they go, oh, I love my my state rep or whatever. He got this pet project for our area. What a great guy. No, you used someone else's money to do to hand out, and you get the credit as though you did it. Stop taking our money. If Jim Irsay stopped taking my money, I would you would never hear me say his name ever again. But the reality is when he does things like this, he's only able to do them because you and I pay higher taxes mm-hmm. so he doesn't have to pay for his stuff or his business operates. Or rent on the stadium. Yep. Hammer's going to join us next. It's 1046 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, 1051. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. And we were laughing off the air. Not because of the ad, of that political ad from, who was the candidate, Scott, Rob? I think Scott Willis is the guy's name. Scott Willis is the guy's name that ran a political ad on our station. And it's fine, but we feel like he really missed the big opportunity. <laughs> How do you not have what you're talking about, Willis, at any point in that yeah. campaign ad? So he's running, I think, for mayor of Westfield. And Hammer pointed out, very astutely, think about where you could go if you opened the ad with... What you talking about, Willis? Right. So the ad comes on, what you talking about, Willis? Well, I'm talking about safe communities. I'm talking about lowering your property taxes. I'm talking about a pathway for a better Indiana. Hi, I'm Scott Willis. You may recognize me from some council meetings from, like, and then you just go on and on. Mm-hmm. There's so much you could do with what you talking about, Willis, that they totally missed the big opportunity. And we have long said these candidates, they always have these firms or these agencies. They hire these consultants. Pay, yeah, consultants. And that's fine. But they should just hire us to write these ads. <laughs> right. How many negative campaign ads have I done on this radio station <laughs> on the fly? Right. Like just taking caller number nine, you know, and I've sat down, I wrote two notes down, yeah. and I produced an amazing negative campaign ad. I, we could do that on the positive side, too. We just did it for what you're talking about, Willis. <laughs> I, and I don't know if this guy is going to win, lose, whatever, but you know we're two weeks out of the election. 
that would be all anybody be talking about if he opened his ad mm-hmm. with what you talking about, Willis. Somebody would say that's racist. It, but they'd be talking about Somebody it. Somebody somewhere would say it's racist. Uh, I'm talking about better schools. Exactly. I'm talking about getting CRT out of the classroom. That's what I'm talking about. Boom. I'm Scott Willis, and I want your vote coming up. Can we talk <laughs> how did you not do that? Can we talk about real quick about how mouthy Phil Sanchez is? Oh, man. Wish TV 8's uh, the franchise. Yeah, he is the franchise. Over at Wish TV. They call him the Sanchise over there. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he wants to come on the show. Like, he's sending texts to you, and it feels like it's that scene in Rocky 3 where Mr. T is heckling uh, Rocky Balboa and Adrian up there. Hey! Hey, woman! Quit ducking me! Like, that feels like Phil Sanchez on the text thread wanting to come on and talk baseball. Well, he's very I mad. ain't going nowhere! <laughs> Shut up, old man! <laughs> he's very angry because we called him out yesterday because yeah. he is a part of the group of people who have ruined baseball. He loves that the, ba- <laughs> he loves that the baseball bags are as big as extra-large pizza boxes. He loves that there's a pitch clock. Now, he loves that the games are 20 minutes long. He loves he that He probably you- wants baseball bats that look like boating oars. <laughs> like, that's where we're going. <laughs> Remember the wiffle ball bats when you were a kid? Dude, those big red ones that yeah. looked like the club that uh, Fred Flintstone used to walk and, around with? And then we're not saying anything. He has it said on social media. He's all over the place. And I said, that is the sort of guy that has ruined baseball for me. And now he's being super mouthy and he wants to come on and have a fight about it. <laughs> Give me my shot, Baboa. Let's do it. <laughs> Shut up, old man. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Looking over at Casey. Hey, woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you bring your pretty little self over to my apartment tonight? I'll show you a real you man. You know what? If he comes on the show, he could, I'm sure, give me some makeup tips. Because oh, man. He's pretty. How good was Mr. T in Rocky Oh, it was great. Clubber Lang. How did he not win the Academy Award? <laughs> What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, Casey Daniels will join us. Tony Kennett will join us in the biggest stories of the day. Thank you, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.